Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. In the beginning, when they're first starting to want to gain control over you, they want to come on super strong. So they just are very, very charismatic and they just blood you all the time. So you're you're going to get these text messages that'll be like, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're amazing, you're so smart. So the big questions are these, how can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Narcissist texting games. This is what they try to do to trip you up. I'm going to give you four things, but within those four things, I'm going to give you all kinds of background as well. So you're going to want to watch all the way to the end here. All right, ready? Number one, they flood you, flood you, flood you, flood you, especially in the beginning. But this is not They'll do this also when they think that you're kind of pulling back. They'll do this, you know, whenever they need to. Narcissists will play these games with you to try to trip you up, to try to scheme you. They play this as part of the whole manipulation ship you're involved with here with them. So this is one of their little texting games. They flood you with texts telling you how much they adore you, how much they love you. You know, even if it's a business relationship too, by the way, because I was in a business relationship with a narcissist. But then mysteriously, they have no time to actually speak to you on the phone. They don't have time to see you either. But that phone, it's like pasted to their side. It's pasted, it's glued to them at all times. And, but they text you all the time and, and constantly flood you, you know, but they don't have time to see you and they don't have time to speak to you on the phone. They hate talking to you on the phone, but they text you constantly. It's a really weird thing with them. It's just like they want that distance. It's like an intimacy thing with them. They want, they like the texting thing and, and they kind of want to know that you're on the other end of that text, but they don't want to make time to actually speak to you or see you, especially when it's their time, you know, during the day when they're working or when they believe that. It should be their time. They they really don't want to make time to see you or speak to you. But they will flood you with texts, but they don't want to make time to actually see you or speak to you. So it, it, it's like a game that they play. It's part of that withhold thing. It's like that withhold thing. It's that control thing. That's number one. They flood you with texts to tell you how much they adore you or how much they miss you or whatever. But they don't actually want to make time to see you or speak to you or have you in their space unless they want you there, unless they say, you know, it's that 
that control thing. So that's number one. Number two is that they will use apps. And believe me, I've seen this in my law practice. This is a crazy thing. They use apps to hide their guilty texts. Then they accuse you of being the cheater or being the one that they can't trust or being the one who has problems. They project all of that onto you. You know, and you haven't done anything wrong there, but they're constantly accusing you of where did you go? Who were you with? What are you doing? But they're the ones that are hiding their guilty behavior within other apps or other things that they're doing. And believe me, there are all kinds of ways to hide information within the phone. You can text people and, you know, have the text disappear. You can have the text disappear right away. And you can actually be texting from apps that you didn't even know you could text from. Not just through direct messaging, through Instagram, through Facebook or whatever. There are a lot of different apps out there that provide the service of instant messaging besides those. So they use different kinds of apps to hide their guilty texts then accuse you of being the one who is not trustworthy. And, and and you're over there thinking, what are you crazy? Like I didn't do anything, but it's really just a projection and, and a deflection of their behavior, of their lack of being trustworthy. They know they can't be trusted. So they, they put it out onto you, right? So that's number two. And it's all a mental game that they play to try to make you feel unstable, make you feel confused, and to mess with your brain, okay? So that's number two. Number three is they flood you with attacking texts. What are you doing? Where were you? You're crazy. You're this. You're that. You're the worst person in the world. Horrible, horrible things. Long text too, you know, the type that you have to, you know, hit see more, see more, you know, whatever. The worst possible, venomous, horrible things. And you're over there like shaking because they make sure to send those things when you are walking into an important meeting, walking into a special event, you're at a family dinner. Sometimes it's at a family lunch with their own family or whatever it is where they know exactly where you are, exactly what you're doing, but they want to trip you up. They want to upset you. They want to make sure that you're sabotaged in some way right at that moment. And then you respond, you take the time to say, what are you talking about? You know that this is the situation. You know that I just spoke to you, that this was what's going on. And and you take the time to explain, to justify, 
to defend yourself, all the things that you should not be doing, by the way, never explain, justify, or defend. Don't do those things because it just gives credence. It gives them supply. It gives them all the things that you should not be doing, by the way, because then when you do those things, what do they do? They refuse to respond. A game they play to try to trip you up. It's a game and it's not okay. Messing with your emotions, with your psyche, it messes with your chakras, with your energy centers, with your autoimmune system, with your gut health, with your vagus nerve, with your brain. It causes you chronic post-traumatic stress disorder. Seriously, it is so not okay. You end up with irritable bowel syndrome, and they do. They choose those opportune moments to trip you up right then and there. The last thing they will do is they will send pictures of themselves in places or with people to throw you off their scent, to throw you off their trail when they're not with those people or actually in those places. So, you know, they know that they're not actually there or whatever. And, and, you know, they'll do this because, you know, they're actually somewhere else or with other people, you know, because again, they're not trustworthy. They're the liars. They're the manipulators. Right. And closely related to this, by the way, this is not a texting game, but this is a another little game they play is they leave their phone somewhere when they are somewhere else. You know, if you have a phone tracker, if you know where they are, along the lines of the texting game is they send the pictures, whatever, just throw you off where they actually are. Those are four texting games that they will play to trip you up to manipulate you, to make you crazy, to destabilize you, to cause you trauma brain, to make your life miserable, gaslight you, all of the things that they do. And then, you know, you you go to try to negotiate with them. You go to try to communicate with them. And seriously, you become a shell of yourself. You start to not even recognize who you are at that point. All right. So let's talk about some narcissists' favorite texts. So I'm going to go through different phases of the relationship and go through just a few. I almost feel like this could be part one of like 10 different videos, honestly, because there are so many. So like during the love bombing phase, this is where you're going to see them like come on like super strong. So this is where they're going to like flood you. I have like um, a whole video on like the things that they actually say in person as well, such as like narcissist's favorite catchphrases. And that's kind of more like things that they'll say like when they're kind of like devaluing you, like because they have like the three um, phases like love bomb, devalue, and discard. And um, you can definitely check out that video as well. So I'm going to kind of go through kind of the love bomb to value discard. And then after the discard, they kind of come back through and sort of hoover you a little bit as well. But during the, it kind of starts with love bombing and kind of ends with discard. But then they kind of go back and forth between 
love bomb, devalue, then back to love bombing, devaluing, discard, you know, kind of hoovering is almost really a kind of like a love bombing in a way. It's all like a toxic stew. It's not linear. They don't go love bomb, devalue, discard. They kind of go back and forth between the phases, which is part of what causes the trauma brain and destabilizes you. It's really, really important to understand that because that's why it's very, very difficult to negotiate with them a lot of times because your brain is like so scrambled sometimes. So in the beginning, when they're first starting to want to gain control over you, they want to come on super strong. So they just are very, very charismatic and they just flood you all the time. So you're you're going to get these text messages that'll be like, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous, you're amazing, you're so smart, you know, and it's not just male to female, it's fe- it's female to male as well. You're perfect for me. I mean, you know, I dealt with it in a business situation. So uh, you know, the emails that I would get too were this is the most incredible partnership. Uh, I can bring you the best clients. I know all the right people. I can make the right introductions. You know, the flood you with the beginning with all the right things to say. So, you know, you'll see things like, I can't stop thinking about you or I miss you already when they, they just left like two minutes ago. Flood you, flood you, flood you. You you know, you can't believe this person even existed. They're right there in your space all the time. I can't live without you. Uh, You're my prince charming. You're my princess charming. You're my soulmate. This is the most amazing thing. I've never met anybody like you before. These are the kinds of text messages that you will get during the love bombing phase, right? Okay. So now you move into devaluation. You're like, okay, I'm in. This sounds amazing. We're in. I'm totally embracing this person. This is fantastic. So now you move into devaluation. So the next phase is either ghosting, which means you get no text messages whatsoever at all. You're texting this person, texting this person, texting this person. You get zero complete radio silence, nothing, nada. So hours go by, you get nothing. And then when you finally get something back, it might be, you're so needy. Why are you stalking me? How come you're texting me so much? I was working. Why are you questioning me? All of a sudden, you're the crazy one for expecting them to be how they have been. So now you're like very, very confused, right? Because they were the one that set this up, set up these parameters of, uh, I can't stop thinking about you. I miss you. You're my soulmate. I, I, I miss you already when they just left two minutes ago. And all of a sudden you're the crazy one because they didn't text you for 
hours and hours on end. So that's the devaluation phase. All of a sudden, you're overly jealous because why are they talking to this coworker in this crazy you know, way at 2 a.m. in the morning in a suggestive way? That's the kind of thing that you're going to be seeing in the devaluation phase. Starting to gaslight you, starting to project and deflect, starting to think that you're crazy, you know, this the shift is going to start to happen. The, the ghosting, that's going to what is going to start to happen in the devaluation phase. The passive aggression, oh sure, I will definitely text you back within the next hour. And then an hour goes by, you don't hear from them. There that's passive aggression. How come I didn't hear from you? Oh, I was working. Why do you have to be nagging me? You know, that sort of thing. So there, there's your devaluation phase. All right, now during discard, so you're in the discard phase. So it's stop texting me. I'm going to block you. Why are you still after me? Congratulations, you got what you want. Why are you talking to this person? I'm going to bring you down. I'm going to make sure that no one ever believes you. I'm going to make sure that everyone sees you for who you are. I will do everything in my power to make sure that you don't ever get what you want. You know, now you're going to start to see like this person that you never would have believed, you know, or you're going to see them just doing things that you would never have believed that they would do. You call them out on it and they'll say, oh, I didn't do that, or we had an agreement that we could do that, something like that. And you're going to be like, well, we never had an agreement to that. You know, and your head is going to be completely spinning during this discard phase of who in the heck is this person? You would never have believed that this person during the discard phase is the same person that you thought you knew during the love bombing phase at all. Okay. Then you get into the hoovering text messages. Uh, you won't have heard from this person in six months. And after all the things that have happened, all the things that they've done, all the horrible things that went down, and you finally have moved on with your life and don't even think about the person anymore. And in your DMs or in your texts, suddenly you get a little, hey, how's it going? Or just a hey. And you're like, what is this? Or hey, how are you? Something like that. And you think, what are you doing? Or it might be, hey, I heard our song. Just something super random. And it's just a little like, boom, is there supply to be had? Something like it really is what what is going on there. They want to know if there's some supply that, you know, do I still have power over you? Is there some way that I can still get you to come back to, you know, can I still reel you in in some way? So those are the kinds of text messages that you will be getting from narcissists. And I, I really feel like it's like a, a very thin slice. Honestly, I, I honestly feel like I could do parts 
two through 10 here. Anyway, let's talk about those five kick-ass responses to those text messages, those comebacks, the ones you can, uh, you know, you're always trying to think of. So here's the thing. When you're dealing with narcissists, you can have a framework because they're trying to trigger you at all times. I mean, when you get those emails, those texts, you want to come back with, well, I'm saying, you know, when they say, oh, you're a terrible mother or you're awful in business or, and you want to defend yourself, that's the natural tendency as people. And, and they go back and forth between, you know, their love bombing and those text messages and they're trying to devalue and destabilize you. And, and, and it's just constant. And if you want to know more about the various stages of a narcissistic relationship, by the way, you can check out my videos on love bombing, devaluing, and discarding. One for each. You can go check them out if you'd like. But really, the back and forth is actually way more toxic than someone who's just toxic all the time. And here's the thing. If you're no longer for a narcissist, then they're just going to assume that you're against them because they only think in terms of black and white. And if you're not for them, then you are public enemy number one. You're definitely against them. So within that framework of all of this toxicity and craziness, you've got to have a way to respond that's going to allow you to continue to maintain your power so that you don't get triggered and so that you continue to control the conversation and and control the way that you respond so that you don't do something that you might regret. Because remember that every text, every email, everything you put your hand to, anything you write whether it's a social media post or whatever, is a potential trial exhibit. So remember that. Always keep that in the back of your mind because they will try to trigger you. They will try to get you to put something in writing that they can screenshot or print out and use against you in whatever way they can. So be really, really careful about that. All right, so the key to doing this, the key to responding to them is to look at it as if you're completely disengaged, almost like you're a third party. Like you are watching this thing and you're like, oh, they're, you know, you know, like watching a tennis match. Oh, they just hit the ball. Oh, that person missed it. Oh, there they hit it again. You know, almost like that. You're keeping all of your interactions like as brief and unemotional as possible because that way you don't get triggered. I mean, you're going to want to defend yourself. You're going to want to say things that are going to be like, you know, um, proving things like you can prove them wrong or whatever. Don't bother. You're never going to do it. You're never going to prove them wrong. You're never going to have closure. And I have way more on this, by the way, on my video called I Was Dead Wrong. You should definitely check that out as well. Um, it's just about my own thing of how I figured out what I was dead wrong about when it came to narcissists. But you want to just be careful about that. So here are some ideas for comebacks for you. All right. And, and these are also, by the way, because you know, I am a lawyer, great trial exhibit as well. Okay. So let's say you get a long email and it has all kinds of stuff in there about you're a deadbeat parent, uh, you're worthless, you're this, you're that, and all of these long things. What I want you to say instead is this. I am in receipt of your message. I deny your allegations. And you can pick up Johnny at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. 
you select the one thing in the email that you want to respond to, you respond to that without emotion, you never explain, justify, or overshare. Remember that, never explain, justify, or overshare. And you just respond to that. And everything else, you've said you've received it, you've denied it, and that's it. You don't need to go point by point. You're not going to get them to see your side. It's not going to happen. But you've done what you needed to do to preserve the exhibit for trial. Got it? Okay, so that's number one. Number two is thank you for sharing your thoughts. Have a wonderful day. So again, you've acknowledged, but you, you see how you're just keeping a distance between yourself and them. You're keeping your emotions out of it. All right. So I want you to write this down in the comments right now. Never explain or justify. Put that down in the comments because that way you will remember to start doing that. Okay. So never explain or justify. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Number three is it sounds like you are very upset. Let's discuss further when you've had a chance to calm down. You see how you are observing them being upset. You are not upset. Now, they may say all kinds of stuff back, like you're this, you're that, whatever, and you're the one who's upset, and you're the one who's yelling. You need to say, I agree. We need to take a break. Looks like you're very upset. Happy to talk when you've had a chance to calm down. Or you can even say, well, we both had a chance to calm down. Who cares? But you just observe their behavior. Observe their behavior to them. It's not you. It's them. You're looking at them having that behavior. All right? So that's number three. Number four is you are entitled to your perceptions, thoughts, and beliefs just as I am. You know, you, you're entitled to have that opinion. One of the things I love to say is I agree with you. But you can say it like you're not even really ending up agreeing with anything. You can say... I agree that's your perception. I agree that that's what you think. You see, like they hear you say, I agree, but you haven't agreed with anything. You've just said you're entitled to your perceptions. You are entitled to your beliefs. You are entitled to your thoughts, just as I am. We both are. And, and it's just like, it doesn't add fuel. It doesn't give them that narcissistic supply, which is what they're after, okay? And the last one is no thank you. I mean, you don't even have to say anything more than that. But, you know, thank you for uh, whatever it is that you're saying or offering or doing. And you could just say, no, thank you. I'm not engaging with you. So all of these are ways that you can keep your emotions out of it. You stay not triggered. You are creating trial exhibits and potentially proof exhibits down the road that might help you and also help you preserve your sanity, okay? So let's talk about whether or not you're texting with a narcissist on the other side. So the first little cue that you're gonna get is that love bombing. So remember, relationships with narcissists usually always start off with something that looks like what we call love bombing, which is that they're just, they come on super strong as the most amazing person. And it's almost like a little bit overwhelming. If you wanna know more about love bombing, I would definitely check out my video just on love bombing. But basically, it's just that they are, 
They come on super strong. Like, you know, they're just in your face all the time. You almost can't even breathe because they don't want to give you a chance to like think or anything like that. So right away, they're making plans. They're, um, they're telling you how amazing you are, that you're perfect, that, um, that they can be perfect for you. So, you know, if it's in a business setting, they can bring you the best clients, the most money, they have all the right contacts, they have the best skills, whatever it is you're looking for. They've done it before. They've made it, they've done it super successfully. They can introduce you to all the right people, whatever it is. They, they, they're very good at honing in on whatever it is that they see that you want or, or need or would be good for you. And so they'll do the same thing in text messages. So suddenly you're being love bombed. You're just like, you're, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. You're so successful. I can't believe I met someone like you. How lucky is it? We are perfect for each other. Um, this whole thing is meant to be. And, and maybe people will say things like that and, and, and they're not narcissists. Obviously obviously, but this is just one sort of little indication. If it feels like, oh my gosh, it's a little much, um, they're coming on really, really strongly, then maybe it's a possibility that you're being love-bombed by a narcissist, unfortunately. So number two is they talk a lot about themselves. So, you know, every single time you're in a text conversation with this person, they're telling you that what's going on in their work, what in their day, what's happening with them. They can't believe that this happened. This crisis is going on and all about them, all about them, all about them. And they never really ask about you or it might just be sort of like an afterthought. Oh yeah. Well, and how are you doing? Okay. And then they never even respond to that. Like you tell them and then they don't respond to that. So if there's a lot of talk about themselves and a lot of talk about their own issues and you, you, you just find yourself texting back, spending quite a lot of time just going on and on about um, helping them. And of course, you know, you, if you're getting into the relationship with this narcissist are probably an empath, you're probably a person who feels very deeply for people, who wants to help people, who feels like you can save people or, or, or you care so much, then, you, you know, it's probably just really second nature for you to just go, how are you? And, oh my gosh, and this is terrible. And, and, and you're just, you don't mind actually for a, a lot of it helping this other person and pour, pouring yourself into this other person. But then at some point you start to realize, well, wait a minute, I'm, they don't actually ever ask about me. How is that going on? I mean, and, and you think, well, is that, am I being selfish? And, you know, but no, I mean, at some point the other person should be, you know, how is your day going or what's going on with you or something in that text message conversation. So, um, so if there's a whole lot of stuff about themselves, then maybe that's an indication that you are texting with a narcissist. And by the way, if you want to know more about narcissistic favorite phrases, you should definitely check out my video on the narcissist's favorite phrases. So the next one is going to be like future faking or 
saying things that, you know, we are going to go and do all of these things. Um, uh, the um, future is going to be amazing for us. We're going to create this amazing business. We are going to uh, go do things together. If it's a romantic relationship or a friendship, they might plan a lot of different things with you in the text messages. And then they never really come to fruition. Like what's going on with that? And, um, or, or, you know, the next one might be just that they're um, completely not responding to you at all. And sometimes that can be called ghosting or whatever, but just not responding to you at all can also be something that they can do, you know, where you respond back to them and then all of a sudden they're not responding to you. Now it's like days have gone by. And so you, you're, you're like back and forth between this love bombing and this like, devalue in the form of, you know, getting the silent treatment from them or no contact from them at all, uh, and, um, or ghosting. So if you want to know more about the differences between silent treatment, no contact and ghosting, check out my video on that. But you really, um, are, it can be very confused sometimes because they're, you know, what we call future faking, meaning that they're planning all this stuff with you and then you respond back and now all the sudden, um, you're not hearing from them anymore. Maybe they go dark for a day or two or even longer. And then when you start to ask them, Hey, how come you went dark on me? They get mad at you. And you know, how come you're, you're you know, uh, all of a sudden you're all over me. You can't leave me alone. You're, you're badgering me, uh, something like that. And this is the person who was also love bombing you and saying, you know, you were so perfect for each other. And so it can be very, very confusing. And that's where you start to feel devalued and your brain is like going back and forth between, you know, happiness and joy and confusion and hurt and pain constantly back and forth. And that's where you start to develop, um, you know, trauma and toxic thinking, stew thinking, like your brain starts feeling very scrambled because of all of this back and forth. And the fourth example of a text from a narcissist is a lot of bragging. So they do a lot of um, bragging about their accomplishments, all the things that they're doing, how everybody else is so stupid, how everybody else was inept at work and they were so smart and how they came up with all this, um, you know, some innovative thing or that they, you know, stopped something from happening or saved tons of money for the company or whatever it is that they have done. They're just in the text messages, just constantly bragging, 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 um, about their own accomplishments and, um, and how everybody else is so inept or stupid or something like that. So that can be definitely an indication that you might be dealing with a narcissist. And the last one is that they send lots of pictures of themselves. So, you know, you get tons of pictures of this narcissist and, you know, it's not pictures of other people or things that are going around them or even asking for pictures of you. They just believe that you must want tons and tons of pictures of them. And so that could definitely be an indication as well. 
Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash best life coming up more on negotiate your best life with rebecca zone they deliberately send you a baiting text message to bait you and then they immediately ghost you they know that you're going to be like on edge they know that you're going to write back right away but then they don't write back right away so you know here's the thing that'll happen they'll accuse you of something that is completely false. They might send you some kind of SOS. I got test results or I have to go in for a biopsy for something. You know, I might have cancer. And all of a sudden you're writing back, nothing. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life? Whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets, and so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to break free from hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. It can allow you, it can make you feel utterly confused over time so that you no longer even trust your own mind after a while. You actually feel like your own mind is distorted after a while so that you now are starting to trust that other person's mind more than your own. And now we return to today's show. In this day and age, narcissists are everywhere, right? I mean, we've got 
you know, our relationships, but most of the time they use a lot of text messages to blow up our phone. That's what they like to do. They like to blow up the phone and they do it in a number of different ways. Okay. It starts off with love bombing. So that's the first type of text message that you're going to see from a narcissist because that's the way that they start off every type of relationship. Now, this is whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship. I was in a business relationship with a narcissist. So the first kind of touch that you're going to see from this narcissist is this love bombing type of text message. And it's pretty eye-opening, as I said, because the thing that you're going to see, and this is a huge red flag, is that you're going to get bombarded with these love bombing types of text messages from this narcissist. It's going to be all day, every day. Oh my God. I just, even if it's a business relationship, oh my God, I just had this idea. I just had this thought. I just, you know, middle of the night and same thing if it's, if it's a new romance. Oh, I I just was thinking of you. I just had this thought. I just had this song. This uh, lyric just came to me. All these different things, right? I just was watching this television show. I needed to share this with you. You know, let's watch a movie together, even if we can't be together, and we'll just comment on it together. I mean, you literally with this person basically 24-7 on the text. And it's 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 like too good to be true. You're this person is constantly with you. And and so it's it's amazing how you kind of get into this groove with this person with this constant amount of texting during this love bombing stage. And you think that this is how it's always going to be with this person. And you're almost overwhelmed. You're almost like, oh my God, this person texts me really a bit too much. Especially, especially if you're like, you know, it's a romantic person and you're trying to work and they're constantly pinging you, pinging you, pinging you. And it's it, it's a little super strong and you're overwhelmed, but you're like, okay, well, they're just so taken with me. And they're just telling you how amazing you are, how beautiful you are, how handsome you are, how sexy you are, you know, or if it's a business relationship, they may be, you know, name dropping left and right or they may be giving you information that you want. They might be giving you, oh, wow, I have this lead. I I have these contacts. I have these, you know, clients that I'm going to be bringing in. I have, you know, this, all of this stuff, this flurry of activity at the beginning. And it's just kind of overwhelming because remember, narcissists are highly skilled at reading people. So if the person on the other side of this text is a narcissist, they're mirroring you. And so they're becoming whatever it is that you need to see 
that you want and you are believing that it's true. All right. So that's the love bombing text. That's number one. The next stage is you're moving into the devalue stage. And here we go. Self-centered, self-centered messages are coming every time you move right into this stage. It's it's not a good thing. Here we go. Now you're you're getting into long essays, long paragraphs about themselves and what's going on in their lives. And they may even say, hey, how you doing? But it's not about how are you doing because they don't really care how you're doing. It's how are you doing because I want to tell you all about me. I had a horrible day. How was your day? Well, mine was terrible. That's great. You had a good day because mine was awful. You know, they they don't even want to know about really how yours was. I just want to tell you about how mine was. If you do try to say anything about you had a bad day, well, mine was worse. Well, I had this or I had that. And, you know, it's going to be all into, and you know, don't you care about me? Don't you care about how horrible things have been for me? You, you know, and they're going to be looking to see how much empathy you're going to be pouring into them, how much caring you're going to be pouring into them, how much, you know, you're going to be there for them because they're going to be basically giving you this novel, this 30-page tome, you know, all about them and how their life is so difficult and how their ex is crazy or their boss is a psychopath or their clients or this or that or whatever. I mean, setting it up so that life isn't fair for them or they're a victim in some way or whatever. And You know, they might even be sending you unsolicited pictures of themselves or pictures of what it is that they want for their birthday or selfies of cool things that they're doing. They want to send you pictures of themselves with celebrities, stuff like that. So, I mean, when you start to see that, I would definitely run because that's like, yikes, you know, so run away. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we carry them and we bottle them up, it can definitely affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash negotiate. The next type of text that you're going to see after that if you start to run away, is the future fake type of text. This is when they start to go, 
oh no, I don't want you to run away. You're going to see that all those things that I promised you during the love bomb phase, we're going to get back to that. Life is going to be amazing. And this is in a business situation too, because I got love bombed and future fake. You know, you're going to see that the future is going to be incredible together. Look at the amazing family that we're going to make together, the vacations that we're going to take together, this incredible business that we're going to build together, the relationship that we're going to have together. Remember that we're soulmates. Remember that we were meant to be together. Remember that no one else has that what we have, you know, or, or look how exciting this project is that we're going to have together or, you know, the future endeavors that we can have. And by the way, you shouldn't even think about this in the past. Don't even don't pay attention to that. Don't be weary. We've got this. We have this. Sweep it under the rug and let's just move forward and let's talk about the future. And why do you have to be negative? Let's just be positive. That sort of thing. That's what future faking is. All right. So that's the next type of text. And then the next one is ghosting. And this is where you're like, okay, let's get back to that love bomb rhythm that we started off with where it's all the time and we can be together and we can talk to each other a lot. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm not hearing from you. I don't hear from you ever. Where are you? What are you doing? And then it's, you don't hear from the person. And and now the person goes, you know, why are you so needy? You know, I have a life. Or they might not just even say that. They just don't respond at all. And, you know, because they like to play this hot and cold game. And they like to do that because it gives them a sense of control. It gives them a sense of power. They enjoy manipulating you. They enjoy watching you squirm. They kind of think it's funny sometimes, you know? So they just don't respond to messages at all sometimes. And, you know, they enjoy that kind of power trip thing. And, you know, if you start to see this hot and cold power game, it also messes with your neuronal patterns and it starts to get you sort of addicted because that anticipation causes that dopamine to get released in your brain and so it causes that trauma bond so you have to be really really careful about that and it's really sick so be careful about that hot and cold game and just get out of there as i said run run forest run the last type of text especially if you are dealing with a grandiose narcissist is that bragging type of text. You know, this is similar to the self-centered messages, but you know, they the brag about themselves and they, they are not asking about you, by the way. Hey, how you doing? You know, but I just thought I'd let you know that I did this and I accomplished that. And, you know, this happened to me at work and you know, that sort of thing. And it's it gets old after a while. And after a while, you start to notice, hey, you know what? They never ask about me. I never get to talk about myself. And if I do, it's really just a foray to 
turn it around and talk about themselves. So, you know, if you find that that's what's been going on, then you might want to reevaluate the relationship and reevaluate if this is something that's for you because relationships should be a two-way street and it should be something that feel like you matter in the relationship. And if you don't feel like that, then it's not something that I think is probably the best thing for you. So let's talk about the ways that narcissists devalue you in texting. Texting is one of the most ridiculous ways that they do it because this becomes evidence for you down the road. This becomes leverage for you. It also becomes leverage that they can use against you too. Because remember, every text, every email, anything you put your hand to, whether it's a social media post or whatever, becomes a potential exhibit, whether it's a negotiation or becomes potential leverage back against you too. So you want to make sure that you're always keeping your emotions in check as much as you possibly can. They're constantly trying to look for ways to use things against you as well. So remember to be careful. If you want ways for phrases for disarming narcissists, I have a really, really powerful tool for you. It's a free tool. It's phrases for disarming narcissists. And you can get it at disarmthenarc.com. Just go to disarmthenarc.com and grab those phrases, okay? So 10 ways the narcissist devalue you in text messages. Well, the first one is that they deliberately send you a baiting text message to bait you, and then they immediately ghost you. They know that you're going to be like on edge. They know that you're going to write back right away, but then they don't write back right away. So, you know, here's the thing that'll happen they'll accuse you of something that is completely false. They might send you some kind of SOS. I got test results or I have to go in for a biopsy for something. You know, I might have cancer. And all of a sudden you're writing back nothing. They'll completely ghost you. So they're baiting you into something and then they don't respond at all. If they're trying to, you know, suck you back in to talking to them again, if you know they haven't spoken to you or you haven't spoken to them in a while, it's just sometimes called hoovering, like where they're sucking you back in like a vacuum. You're frantically trying to get a hold of them. You're so worried about them and they want you to worry and, and they want you to they want to see that you're still caring about them. They want to see that there's still something there. So that's the first one. Bait you and then ghost you. Number two is just deliberately ignore you completely. They don't bait you first. They just deliberately ignore you. A lot of times you will see this when you've gone through the love bombing phase and now they're they're conditioning you. This is a, a conditioning where they want you to now want them, need them, become attached to them. It's all part of this sick sort of game that they play where they they love to play games with your emotions. They want to see that you are worried or attached or how badly do you want to talk to them? That sort of thing. Like they can't just be a normal person and respond because they enjoy that process of manipulating you. Your emotions are a game. 
to them. So that's number two. Number three is they'll deliberately start fighting words with you in a text message when they know it's a big day for you, but they'll make it your fault in some way. You didn't do this. You left in a huff this morning. And then you're over there trying to like assuage their ego and make nice with them while you're also trying to be emotionally stable and whatever, dealing with your big day and whatever it is that you've got going on. And they're literally over there like, that's it, we're done. If it's a business situation, they do the same thing. They know it's your big day. They know it's something that's going to happen with you. And then they make sure that they sabotage that for you in a text message. So that's number three, deliberately starting a fight when they know it's a big day for you. Number four is deliberately trying to make you jealous or deliberately trying to triangulate with you. This is something that you know, you often see with business partnerships or even, you know, romantic relationships as well, where they try to make it seem like they have a better relationship with somebody, they're constantly trying to make you want them more. They think that by doing that, that you're going to want them more. And I know for me, it makes me feel like I want to repel them more. But for them, they think it makes them appear more like you're going to want them more or something. Somehow you're going to be jealous that you're going to be so nervous to lose them or something. But that's what they do. And they deliberately try to make you jealous through text messages. Oh, I just spoke to so-and-so or I just got off the phone with so-and-so. They really are, you know, love me. They're really into me or they really like me. It's a subtle devalue. It's a subtle way of letting you know that you're lesser. You're lesser than them. It's just a put down. It's a, a subtle way of letting you know that you're not as good. Number five is they deliberately ignore your boundaries. You've set boundaries. You've, you've let them know. This is especially in any kind of a business partnership or maybe it's during the discard phase where you've kind of said, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, or you need to respect who I am or what my boundaries are, or whatever it is. And they just say, you know what, whatever. I'm going to just do whatever I want. And I'm going to just speak to you however I want. I'm going to talk to you when I want. You know, let's say you've said, please don't contact me on weekends. And there they are texting you on weekends. So it's a total way of devaluing you in texts. And, and what can you do about it? What can you do about any of these things? You can literally subtly just continue to say, this is not okay. These are things that are, you know, deal breakers for me. And you can start to say, you can't speak to me in text anymore. Email, 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 email is one thing. First of all, I always say have one form of communication and it should never be text and it should never be in person. It should always be in email because email is the least likely to be manipulated. It has a time and date stamp. It's, it's so much better for using in trial exhibits if you end up needing that. Hecs are not necessarily going to be good trial exhibits down the road. Sometimes there's an exception, but for the most part, 
you know, you need in the entire conversation. So just, just let them know we're done with this way mode of communication. And I have a lot more, by the way, in my new book, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win, which you can pre-order right now at slaythebully.com. And if you go there and pre-order it now, you can get the entire manuscript ahead of time and you get tons and tons of bonuses for free as well. So I would go there, slaythebully.com and pre-order it now. And the next one is they completely deliberately ignore your needs. You're trying to explain to them what you need from the relationship, what is hurting you, what your feelings are, what's going on with you. They don't care. They will continue to plow through. They will continue to hurt you. They will continue to deliberately ignore your needs. That is not even a subtle way of devaluing you in texting. That is just a flat out overt way of devaluing you in texting. All of this leaves you with a form of what we call complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And complex post-traumatic stress disorder, by the way, is actually far worse and far more difficult to get over than regular post-traumatic stress disorder because not to devalue PTSD at all, but PTSD is actually something that happens from one event such as, you know, war or a car accident or something like that. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder happens over time with a series of events. And, you know, what can happen over time is that it takes its toll on the body. And so you can, you know, it can be with leaky gut or you can end up with issues such as high cortisol or kidney disease or diabetes or autoimmune issues, things like that. Your hair falls out. I mean, honestly, the impact on your health long-term is so far-reaching. That's why you have a hard time thinking straight. You have a hard time with, you know, with brain fog, cognitive dissonance, which leads me honestly to number seven, which is, you know, when they are deliberately hot and cold, which is something else they do in text messages, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. That is what causes something called trauma bonding. And that trauma bonding is what causes the, it's so difficult to leave. It's so difficult to leave because something that happens in the brain, because you get that dopamine hit and it becomes actually a physical addiction in the brain. It becomes extremely, extremely addictive and, and difficult. So when somebody is just even and just normal, you know, you don't have those swings, you don't have those highs and lows. And and that's what causes such a physical impact on the body, which is why it's so important that you're getting education like this, that you're getting the help and support that you need with channels like mine and other free resources like this, which, you know, by the way, if you don't have access to a support group, go to Narcissist Negotiators with Rebecca Zung on Facebook, which is a huge support group that I have and get access there, start connecting with people. It's a huge, huge community that I have that is very, very active and that will help you at least get started with some support. Okay. Number eight, 
is that they will send texts that were allegedly meant for somebody else, you know, and this is something that you see again in the Hoover phase, you know, like, oh, hey, got my test results or something. Oh, oops, sorry, wasn't meant for you. And, you know, again, that little devaluing, that little letting you know, like not thinking of you anymore or whatever, just a way to devalue you again, using that power of text messaging to give you a kind of a smack in the face, kick in the gut one more time, especially if you are no longer in relationship with this person, whether it's a work person, a business partnership, a romantic relationship, whoever it is, even if it's a family member, quite frankly, you can block this person. You do not have to be in relationship with anybody. I mean, seriously, if they're causing you toxicity, if they're causing you harm, you do not have to be in relationship with this person. Period. End of story. You just don't. Okay. I mean, you really have to do something that I call defend your light with your life. That's what you have to do. That is the only thing that you have to do. You have to take care of you. That's what you have to do. And that's the intention that you have to set for yourself. That is what you have to do. If you don't have access to help and support as far as therapy, I do have a sponsor on this channel, which is BetterHelp. And you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash Rebecca Zung to access that. And um, we receive commissions. It doesn't cost you any extra, but we want you to have access to good resources that have been vetted. Okay. So that's the next one. The next one is deliberately be passive aggressive about things that they said that they were going to do, and then they just don't do them. So yes, I will definitely take care of that. Yes, I will definitely help you. Yes, I will definitely pick that up for you on the way home. You know, I'm all in, you know, and then they just forget about it. Such a huge way of devaluing you. And they have no plans on doing anything for you. They have no plans on helping you. Or yeah, I I can do that. You know, I I don't think it's too far out of my way. I was going to, you know, come right home or whatever. I was going to, but yeah, it's not too bad out of my way. Like they're just sort of like passive aggressive about helping you with anything and just sort of subtly devaluing you. But then, oh yeah, I see. I I said I was going to do it. There's always that plausible deniability with people who are passive aggressive. Like I said, I was doing it. Look, I told, look, if you look at the text, I said I was doing it. I had every intention. What are you talking about? So it looks like they were doing it, but then, then they don't actually even end up doing it. Or they, if they do, they can get the credit for doing it, even though you know that they did it like kicking and screaming and it didn't want to. And so there's like that, that little subtle devalue. Number 10, can you guess what it is? Number 10 is definitely gaslighting. Gaslighting is anything where they're like completely just questioning your reality. So you know what you've seen, you know what you've heard, you know what your reality is. And they'll just basically just say, that's not what it is. You know, so you're texting them and telling them that you saw them with another woman or another guy. And they'll be like, nope, that's not what you saw. And they'll literally flat out lie. I mean, they don't even sometimes like massage the facts. A lot of times they just flat out lie. Like, no, I wasn't there. Completely gaslight your reality. The good news is that that becomes your leverage. When that happens, especially if you have proof that they're flat out lying, 
that becomes your leverage, which is great news for you. Keep track of that. Make sure you are documenting that. Make sure you are using those things. That becomes something that you can use in negotiations. All right. And make sure that you are keeping check of your own emotions. As I said, don't allow them to bait you because once you do, it's game over. They will definitely use that against you. I'm going to give you six ways that narcissists text, and then I'm going to give you five ways to respond to them. All right. Six ways that they text and then five ways to respond. All right. So the first way that they text is like total bombardment total bombardment, flooding, flooding your phone. They blow up your phone. They do this when they are love bombing you at the beginning or when you try to block them or when you try to ghost them or when you're trying to put boundaries in place or when you're busy you're at work. They know for sure you're in a meeting. They know for sure that you're trying to do something. This is when they try to go insane on you and bombard you. I need attention. Me, me, me. This, this is the one type of text that they do. Just flood you, flood you, flood you with everything. I need attention. I need it now. So that's number one. The next kind is just absolutely intense love. Oh my God, I love you. I love you. I love you. You're amazing. You are the moon to my stars, the most incredible person that I've ever met, this lost soulmate, even if it's a business relationship. I can't believe that we haven't found each other before. You know, this is going to be the most incredible thing ever. You know, absolutely intense, intense, intense. Like you really almost can't even breathe because it's just all the time, all the time, but intense proclamations all the time. And and like it's blowing up your phone with these, but they're also telling everybody else and the world and they're riding this high constantly. And they do this at the beginning of the relationship, but also when they're maybe trying to get you back or when they are trying to future fake you because maybe they did something wrong and they're trying to get you to see how amazing the future is going to be and get you not to be thinking about what they might have done in the past. Let's just think about how amazing the future is going to be. And they're going to be the new version of themselves. And everything's going to be roses and rainbows and unicorns. And you will see. Okay. So that's the second type of text that you might see. The third type of text that you might see are sort of the the vague, sort of hidden drama sort of ones that sometimes you will get sort of as a Hoover. You know, maybe you haven't seen them in a while, and you know, something might pop up in your inbox. Or on your tag saying, oh, got the test results for my cancer screening. Oh, oops, was that to you? Oh, sorry, that wasn't meant for you. And then, of course, you're going to go, what? What's going on? Oh, nothing. 
wasn't for you. I'm fine. You know, they want you to be like, oh, what's going on? You know, so that they can paint themselves sort of as this victim. I know you don't care about me. And sort of like this vague sort of nothing, you know, because they want you to kind of go running after them, scampering after them. And, oh, maybe go ask all their friends what's going on with so-and-so or their family and create all of that around them. The next kind of text that you will see is this boss controlling kind of a text. You do this, you do that, demanding, right to the point, who do you think you are? You are this, you're that, you know, this is the put down kind of tax. You are disgusting. You're this, you're that, you know, this is the I'm in vicious sort of mode, the guilt trip, the the gross, vile, disgusting, right to the point, those kinds of texts. You'll see those kind of texts, especially if, you know, if they're angry. They are in, you know, rage mode. They are in devalue mode. You guys are in the the final phases of the relationship. You know, that's the next kind of text that you will see. The no nonsense, straight to the point. You you don't have to like guess what it is that's going on with them at that point. Straight to the point, angry, rage, demanding, controlling right to the point kinds of texts. And then the next kind that you will see are like the crisis texts. They are in crisis, they are in drama, something's going on with them. This is not the vague ones of, oh, I got my cancer screening one. This is like, my life is in crisis, I am in drama, you must come running, you must come now, you must pay attention to me. Something is going on. You must drop everything and come pay attention to me and be part of my crisis right now. Whatever you've got going on is definitely not as important as what I have going on right now. So, you know, they're all, of course, pay attention to me. Me, 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 me. But those are the six main types of texts that you will see from a narcissist. If you guys have seen any other kinds of texts, let me know. And I would love to know what other kinds of texts you guys have seen from narcissists. But what can you do about it? What can you do about it? Number one, create boundaries. Absolutely, you need to create boundaries. You need to say, "Uh uh-uh, this is not okay. Here are my limitations, and here's the way that you are allowed to communicate with me. I always say, one form of communication. And I, I definitely recommend it be some kind of email, or if you have children, maybe a court-approved app or something like that, because you want it to be something where there's a time and date stamp and it can't be altered because, you know, narcissists do that sort of thing, right? And I do have a whole video on five tactics to put a narcissist into place. And I highly recommend that you check out that video. The next thing that I recommend that you do 
is just take a beat, take a minute. You know, you don't need to respond to every single text every single time. Maybe just pick and choose. Do I want to respond to this one? Do I want to respond to that one? You know, decide. Maybe I will respond to this one. Maybe I don't need to respond to that one. All right. That's number two. Number three, definitely do not get into long conversations over text. Remember, every text and every email is a potential trial exhibit. So do not get into long, serious things in text or email. Do not defend yourself. Stop defending yourself. You know, I have a whole video on that. Don't defend yourself. Definitely check that out. The minute you start defending yourself, you're agreeing that there's an issue. Instead, stand in your power. And definitely, number four, do not get into their games. Don't get sucked in to that emotional thing. Don't allow them to trigger you. Because as soon as you do, as soon as they suck you into their games, their gaslighting, that whole thing, then they they know that they have you, right? And it, that gives them narcissistic supply. Potentially, they use whatever your emotional reaction is against you. And then they have something to be potentially use against you. And as long as they're getting narcissistic supply, they will never, ever, ever leave you alone because that's their food, their lifeblood, their oxygen. So just don't get sucked into the mud. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Slayers, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about, Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever and take your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone 
who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring and each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.